This is the Tar Life Podcast from Team Anderson Realty. Welcome to Tar Life. Co-host Melody Tate is here with me. And Jay Adcock, he is the Mm -hmm. owner of Adcock Excavating. And you work with what? Septic systems? On-site wastewater. Yes, ma'am. Okay. And we're going to lead into asking Jay more about what he does and talking about septic systems and everything like that. We are just going to make a trip right down to Scottsdale because my father is going to be having a surgery on a tumor, which is really exciting because at Duke, so he's got cancer, and he had a tumor that grew very large from, I believe it's Keytruda, which is an immunotherapy. And Duke, their only option because of the size, the size of an orange, was to do radiation. And I was really against radiation, and I looked cryoblasion. But anybody that does that, usually it's within a certain size or circumference or location on the body, like the breast or something else. And I could not find any. They just didn't communicate with me in a way that I really felt like they would just do that treatment or if it was going to be successful. So I found this woman that posted about cryoblasion on Facebook and I messaged her, and she talked to me about Dr. Stryker. And Dr. Stryker, she has, she's a pioneer in this procedure. So she does an embolization. So we're going to go down first trip to go in, and she finds the blood vessels that are, are feeding this tumor. And she cuts them off. She doesn't literally cut them, but she cuts off blood supply, and she puts these coils in there. And she also looks to see if there's going to be future blood supply that once it starts dying, cancer's really smart, tries to get more blood supply that she blocks off as well. I know. And she said that after four, five weeks max and the tumor's really dying, it starts to freak out. And that's when it starts figuring out new blood supply. So we're going to go in and four weeks after that procedure, go back to Scottsdale and they're going to do, she's going to do the cryoblasion. And she is so cool because she doesn't have a problem. She's worked on enormous tumors. And so I, my whole thing is, is to do five or six weeks of radiation five days a week. A that's, so, that's so crazy. So this is going to be two procedures, hopefully. And she's going to put an ice ball in his tumor. And then she injects an immunotherapy into it so that the body recognizes these dead tumor cells as what they need to kill throughout the body. And so I'm just very excited because Mel is going to go on that adventure with me and Jennifer. So excited to see beautiful Arizona. We're going to go to the Grand Canyon. I was hoping to find a a mule ride, but I don't, I think they're all booked up. So we'll find something to do. I know, right? It'd be really fun. I was thinking maybe even a hot air balloon ride, possibly. Oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) I was also looking into hang gliding. Oh, great. But then I saw the statistics on that, and I was like, I think it's like one in every thousand people that do it die. So we're going to skip that. And I was like, yeah, that's like not even as good as skydiving, so probably not. Let's skip that. But I did do a hot air balloon ride once in Arizona, sunset, and it was absolutely beautiful. I think we went five or 6,000 feet up. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, Yeah, super fun. Mm -hmm. So, Jay. We're going to go into what you do. So you helped me recently at one of my properties, and we had a hard time. We finally located the septic system, and you put risers up and helped me pump it. So tell me about septic systems in general and what kind of things that you do. Like, do you install them for new construction, or are you helping people with existing? We do both. We do all new construction with my crews. 
I usually take a crew three days a week and do real estate stuff. I've got a, probably 20 realtors I work for and do their little punch list when they have a when they have inspection and most time you'll replace a distribution box, add risers. Oh yeah. But I can take. Do you do the inspections too? I don't do inspections. I did do inspections years ago and both of my children chose to be attorneys rather than work with me and it's not Uh, the one I'd be. um, You know, I'm spread thin as it is. I'm, I'm in my middle sixties. I keep my grandkids two days a week. So most of the time I do realtors transactions the other three days a week and, Keeps you busy. And my my guy that does the new construction and the foreman, he's been with me this year, be 40 years. So cool. we should be very experienced. But, yeah. But, yeah, we do do new construction. We do repairs. And we also do, you know, real estate stuff, just getting, getting cool. it where y'all can sell the house, you know, make it. Do you, can you base, do you have to physically look at the property after it's been inspected to give your estimate or can you give an idea based on the most of the time if you get a a good inspector he documents everything thoroughly with pictures and you can look at the pictures and tell and pretty much go off of there the main thing that i like to look at the property if i need to get in there with a little mini excavator i need to make sure the fence gates are wide enough to get in the main thing's the access what's the most expensive repair you've ever made for somebody (laughs) Not to scare people. The most expensive, the most expensive system I've ever installed was about two hundred fifty thousand. Oh my! What yeah. is this for? That, a commercial that, building? That was a school. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. wow! Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And it was fifteen thousand gallon tanks. The, wow. the holes were thirty six feet deep yeah. that the tanks went in. How often do schools need to be pumped? They have to have a, a maintenance guy to do nothing but maintain that system. Like. Just on salary. Yeah, you've got you've got all kind of alarms, separate pumps. We had over a mile of drain fill in that school. Wow. Yeah, sure did. Is there a lifespan on a septic tank? Because a lot of times we will see where it's like seeping into the soil and there's a some kind of crack or something like that. So is there a lifespan on a septic tank or how long can you expect that to last? You can get bad tanks. Okay. Folks can also drive over them. They're supposed to be at 3,000 PSI. Yeah. They're checking on the yard. So, I mean, if the tank's right, it should last forever. Forever? Yeah, I mean, for a lifetime. Even the have. lines? The lines, the way they decide on lines, if you do not maintain your system properly, they figure 30, 35 years. Okay. If you maintain your system properly, it should last you a lifetime. Okay. It's kind of, I use the, I use the saying when I go to someone, they say, I haven't put my tank since we've lived here. Oh. I said, well, next car you buy, don't ever change the oil. Don't ever change the air breather. <laughs> oh, wow. Then you might get 75,000 miles off it, where if you maintain the car, right. you'd get two or 300,000. So. so when you say maintain your septic, mm-hmm. what are you saying that someone should do? So You should pump three to five years if you're three to four bedroom, anywhere from four to six people. Okay. Uh, three to five years. Mm-hmm. If you're just two people, you could probably push it five to six years. Okay. But the main thing, you're keeping... You've got a two-stage tank. Two-thirds of that tank holds solids. Mm-hmm. The other third liquids go out. And you've got anaerobic bacteria working in that tank that eats up your solids. Right. Okay, the sludge that falls from the, the bacteria, Right. if it builds up to a certain area, it goes over into your liquid in. Then it feeds okay. into the drain field. Sure. And therefore, you've got it building the biomat up, stopping up the pores in the right. soil, that's why the system wouldn't last but 30 years mm-hmm. if you failed to maintain it. If you keep that sludge level down, keep liquid going in your drain field, mm-hmm. 
the mm-hmm. life lasts much longer. That's interesting. But you've got your anaerobic bacteria working. In. It okay. is a mini tri- mini treatment plant. Yeah. You know, you've got your anaerobic bacteria working in the tank. You've got aerobic in the field. The way systems are designed, putting it in the field, you should have a foot of aerobic soil under that trench bottom. Because believe it or not, all that effluent's going into your drinking water. Oh, fine. So, Ooh. yes, it goes down. Okay. And that's why you've got to have that foot of aerobic soil to filter okay. that sewage because it's going back into the water system. Mm-hmm. That's and why I say it's a treatment plant. What about it, disposals? Is that why it throws off the flora that breaks down if you're putting food in the tank, or does it just fill it up faster? The reason disposals now are pretty much a no-go with septics. Most counties tell you you can't have them. Even if you buy the ones that are – because a lot of people – will say, well, you can buy one that's specific for septic. So you're still like, no don't do it. No such thing as septic. Friendly. Got it. Noted. <laughs> my, my reason being, as of 1999, we started having to put filters in septic tanks. Correct. Oh. That was my next question um, was the filter. How filter clean filters up? down to a 16th, the, the normal filter. Now, we do have them on drip systems, engineered systems that filter to 132nd. Right. But they filter to 116th. If you've got a garbage disposal, chewing up stuff, throwing it into your tank, and it stops that filter up regularly. Okay. Got it. I mean, you can tell if you put one in and somebody's got a disposal because they ought to call you in two or three months and say, hey, I got water running out of my tanks. Well, that oh. filter stopped up. I had that problem. I had a guy that installed a filtration system at my house, and he – it was through Drees, but apparently mm-hmm. he didn't know Wake County rules. And he right. had the brine going into my tank, and it clogged up the filter. So I had a brand new house that within a couple months was backflowing water out of it because it could not handle yeah, even the, the chunky salt. Mm-hmm. And and so they had to re, reroute that into like my mulch, like down in my trees or whatnot. But that was like, I couldn't believe that that just clogs it that easily. So I can imagine. So are you saying at ball I can have a, a garbage disposal? No, you can't have one. You can't a, have you one. Cannot have one. <laughs> Let's and, just have a filter. And, and you really oh, yeah. brought up a good point with water softener. Oh, yeah. Oh. That is the biggest no-no to tie into your Because it throws system. off the flora, too, right? Well, brine, most of them run off of salt. Brine is a preservative. Okay, the water's fine after it's soft going in there. That's the water you're using. But when it backwashes every 1,000 gallons and it washes that brine into your septic tank, Guess what it does to your bacteria? Neutralize it, kill it. It kills your bacteria. It preserves it Ah. because it is a preservative. Then it goes into your field. It even changes the soil composition on the Ah. sidewalls and clogs the soil up. It kills your aerobic bacteria. There are several things you can legally discharge. A water softener is one. Mm -hmm. If you wanted to be a bad neighbor and you lived upslope from your neighbor and you wanted to put and you yes, it will kill the grass because it's it's brine. Yeah. Uh, the best thing to do with a water softener I've found is dig a dig a small hole, gravel what, hole, yeah, discharge did. it right into the gravel hole. That way it's out of sight, out of mind. It's, it's not affecting your septic system. But you can legally discharge a water softener. You can legally discharge condensation units off of heat and air. You can legally discharge ice machines. So none of those are considered gray water. If you wanted to be a bad neighbor and run them right out on your neighbor's driveway, where go across his driveway, Diener couldn't do anything. You wouldn't want to be the bad neighbor, but I'm using it hypothetically. You hate your neighbor. We have ideas. Mm-hmm. If you had a bad neighbor, you could do it. But yeah, you do not want mm-hmm. 
that's a no-no to tie those into septic, and which yeah. it is technically illegal to tie in. Well, that's but, why I told Drees, and they were like, oh, well, our guy was going off, like, Durham rules. And right. I'm like, this is Wake County. In, yeah. in any county, it should be illegal yeah, due to what the salt does to your system. I mean, why do you want to put a system in and kill it? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you got a system that's not functioning. All it's doing is disposing, and the life will be short on that system. I, mm-hmm. I put one huge system in probably a million-plus house several years ago, and they were putting a water softener in the garage when I was – leaving there and i asked the boy i said you aren't tying it into your septic are you he said well they say it's septic friendly i said no such thing yeah about five years later he called me and his drain filled everywhere it was a line it looked like you'd sprayed it with roundup no. normally those lines are green due to the nitrates coming to the top of the ground because you got nitrogen there you can see little green lines where your septic tank is if it's working right, or your lines. Yeah. His looked like they'd been sprayed with Roundup. Oh, so no. He ended up having to spend about eight or $9,000 putting new lines in at four or five years later due to a water softener. How easy is it to reroute lines if you want to put in a pool or build another structure? Most counties will make you get a consultant. Mm-hmm. Like an they'll, engineer. They'll go yeah. in there and they'll engineer around it. The problem I see, the lots are so small. And as of the 80s, you have to have system and repair on a lot. Mm -hmm. So even though that pool's going in, you still have to have enough area of good soil Mm -hmm. for a system to be there and a repair area. A repair area is more or less another system Mm -hmm. in case that one would fail. It gives you a plan B. So that's the main thing I see with pools. People have got a three-quarter acre lot, huge house on it, and – and there are lots full of system repair. And they say, well, where can I get a pool? So you, you end up with some interesting designs oh, to, yeah, to get around that. I've got a desk full of them. Yeah. Hmm. That's so interesting. So you guys, do you work with a consulting company that does, because I've had the lines redrawn for us that we were thinking about putting in a pool. So do you guys work with someone that you generally refer them to or that's not something Absolutely. you Absolutely. Okay. Four or five good ones are AgriWaste Technologies here in Apex. Yeah. They're a great company to work for, very professional. Mm-hmm. They've even got their list of installers. They just have started that this okay. year, and I happen to be one of them. Oh, <laughs> so, very uh, nice. But they do a lot of engineered systems, you know, you drip. We do a several state discharge systems where actually we put systems in, we treat it, and we dump it straight into a creek. Oh, wow. So, wow. in other words, when it comes out going into the Crystal creek, clear. it's clear. It's yeah, good as the creek water or better. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Oh, that's so we do it, And they're state permits. That don't go through the county. That goes through the state. But they draw these engineered permits like that. I also use Central Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, good friends with both the owners of that. They, okay. They're probably my two favorite. A lot more. There's a lot more good ones. <laughs> they're, they're the two I use. Yeah. You know. Do you, and you say that people shouldn't plant anything around their septic tanks, anything like that. So you're not getting people like to hide their they septic do. tanks. They do. They do. And you know, especially if it's a pump alarm box, there they yeah. don't like that alarm box sticking up. You know, it's an eyesore to them. Mm-hmm. And when that pump goes out and we have to go change the pump, we crawl all through bushes. It, it does make it very aggravating. If you do that, plant them far enough away where you, you've got a nice opening in the middle where the tanks are. More like roots, I guess, is what I was thinking, like the penetration of the Small roots. shrubs aren't as bad. Okay. Now, if you plant, if you do something like plant a maple tree, yeah. you've set yourself or up for disaster. Or Well, weeping willow is definitely a no-no. It is a <laughs> water tree. Yeah. It's Most of the time you see them growing around the water. Yeah. My best one on a weeping willow in Johnson County about 20 years ago 
I got a call, septic failure. It was a weeping willow about 10 feet away. The tank was slammed full of roots. Wow. When you opened up the back of the tank, you could see the solids with no water. Oh, wow. And when we, dug up, the, when we, get, when we dug up the distribution Gosh. box in front of it, it looked like it had just been installed. There was no water in it. Oh, that wow. one tree was drinking everything that wow. went in that tank. That's, yeah, I don't plant anything. I mulch around mine to make it pretty. Right. Nothing goes there. Needless at all. to say, we had to replace the tank and get rid of that willow tree. So, oh, yeah. that yeah. was expensive. Yeah. There was a lake house that we were originally under contract with in the Lake James area, and it had a very interesting septic. The company that, that they inspected it, I think they had installed it, and they said it was a $60,000 system. And what was interesting was the agent advertised it as a like an acre and a half lot or 1.7 acre lot, but it was really, it was really like 0.7 acres. And it had the septic tank that pumped it through the, down the road, like under the asphalt up and over a separate lot. And the drain field was on top of an elevated lot. And I thought that was crazy. And so we tried to find where the lines were and it was kind of wooded. And so it ended up having, I think it, it had repair that needed to be made, but we ended up walking away. But I was just thinking, like, it already seems like there's going to be problems. Because if you can't access your drain field and not prevent trees from gro- growing on it, that's going to be a problem at some point, right? Right. And we that's called an off-site septic easement. Mm-hmm. We put a lot of those in where you do go, you have subdivisions soil's not suitable on that lot and they'll have a designated off-site I've, I've probably had some subdivision would have four or five systems on a cutout area yeah so you might cross the creek over on the next hill but absolutely you do need to maintain it once you put it in you that's need that's expensive keep right the growth off it. when that goes bad well most of the time you've already got your main line run over there. You've got your system and repair. That's so all you'd have to do is add new lines. Okay. The only positive about it is you don't have any drain lines in your yard. You're free to do the pool people. They were on a cliff, though, so there was okay. no yard. Right. So, so they no. was just like. But a lot of them are on flat lots, and that way it opens you up. All you've got on your oh. lots the two tanks, and you can do pools. You can do whatever oh, you want to. Cool. You know, you just worry about impersonation. Are they surface. usually about 60000 when they're intricate like that? Just depends on how far you got to go and how much system you put in. And you would never have to at, like go under the asphalt no. at any point in time. Anytime you go under asphalt, you sleeve that line. Where if you did, you could run your pipe through the sleeve. Okay, that makes sense. Anytime you cross a drive, anytime you cross even even a a, bu- a sewer buffer, a, mm-hmm. a drainage easement, any kind of easement like that, you always sleeve under it where you wouldn't have to disturb it again. What's the average cost if somebody has? roots in their tank and they need to replace the lines for let's say a a 2500 or 3000 square foot home maybe a three or four bedroom septic what's roughly the cost to remove the old one and install if it's not that complicated you're talking about removing the tank yeah like let's say you just have a complete system failure or it's broken and cracked or it's just not able to be fixed and repaired in our area here we have like a 0.35 load rate on the soil so you need about 100 foot of line per bedroom so you would have to normally you pump, crush, treat with hydrated lime, and fill the old tank. Mm-hmm. And the only way you would take the tank out if you didn't have enough room to put another tank beside it. Okay. 
if you do take that tank out, you have to have it washed clean before the landfill will oh. take it. It's very expensive, so most of the time we pump, crush, treat, fill them. Yeah. We put another tank in. You have to tie the plumbing in from the house. You're looking at about $3,500 mm-hmm. in that area to tie the plumbing in, put a new tank in. Well, then you got your lines to go in. Does that 3500 include the new tank? Just the tank. The Just t- the tank and the crushing the old one and, and filling. Yep. Got it. That's it. And then you've got your lines to put in. So if you're a three-bedroom ha- house, you got 300 feet of line to okay. put in. Depending on how far you travel, most of the time it runs about $16 a foot. Okay, so that's... So if you got 300 foot, multiply it times 16, yeah. and that, that gives you your number. Okay. Or if you got 400 feet, same way. So you're looking at probably 8,000 or so. Yeah. 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 Okay. And for a three-bedroom, you're a little less than that. Okay. And unfortunately, a year ago, it was a lot cheaper. Why I, is it more expensive? I am a distributor of some of the drain fill products I sell to the other installers. Oh. For instance, our PVC pipe. Just like three-inch pipe a year ago, or a little over a year ago, was $0.85 cent a foot by the tractor-trailer load. Now they're $3 a foot. So what? that's several hundred percent. Our drain fill material that goes into drain lines has gone up about 40%. Wow. So I know during that time, you know what building materials have done the same. The only thing that's come down is wood. wood. Well, do you think that they'll go back down at some point? Or do they like My keeping past their prices experiences, higher? Once they go up, you know, they'll feed you this stuff. Well, this petroleum base, this, and that's why mm-hmm. it's going up. But when fuel prices come down the last time during the last administration, they didn't go down any from yeah, what they were. Because they so like making their profits. I think once the price gets to where it is, it stays, wow. you know, in our business now. Like I say, lumber so price. So, an $8,000 job, how much would that have been five years ago? Probably five. Wow. Probably been five, two years ago. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That is crazy. Well, just like, I mean, look at building materials. They couldn't get windows. They couldn't get sheetrock for a while. Yeah. Like I say, lumber prices come down, but that's it. You know, lumber prices are down 30 40%, but everything else is still rocking. Still up there. Yeah. 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 So where are you from, Jay? Where were you born? Born and raised in Fuquay. Wow. All okay. my life. Oh, mm-hmm. now is the, the Adcock Road, is that off your family or? No, that is distant family. But still related? Our, our folks was originally, when they come down, lived over on Wilburn Road. And, okay. And then we all moved to the north side of town. And, cool. Uh, so we, you're like a several generational Fuquay Verena. On my piece of land, let's see, I'm the fourth generation. My son's the fifth and my grandson will be the sixth. Wow. Which, which they're building a house on my place now. So That's crazy. Hope. How much land did your, when your family, because a lot of the older families had large tracts of land, right. what did they originally start with? We originally had probably five, 600 acres. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And I have about 120 right in Fuquay. Cool. Yeah. That's so nice. Yeah. To have your family there and to have space right. and not have anybody... Yeah, I'm looking forward to the grandkids being on the farm. They've Aww. lived in, they've had subdivision life where you had to worry about them getting out in the road on their little bicycles. And yeah. Now they've got a large area to roam and ponds to fish in, places to ride their little foilers. So. so what is their, are you building their house? My son is building, I'm, I'm helping, but my son is doing the building. And ah. He's he's the town of Fuqua's attorney and he's also a general oh, contractor. Oh, do you guys know Blake Massengill? Very well. Yeah. Very well. 
Yeah. He's a great We're builder. Good friends with Blake. Matter of fact, I used to do all Blake and Wayne Bow septics. Oh, mm-hmm. how cool. Yeah. Still do a few for Blake, but mostly he's on sewer. Yeah. 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 Especially because of the communities that he's in. Yeah. I live off Adcock. You live off Adcock? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In Whitetail? Hi, uh, the neighborhood behind that, the new construction neighborhood behind that. Um, yeah. Was it Matney Holmes? Um, no, it yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Matney Holmes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's right. We're on septic because they're big lots. Yep. Yeah. I did do a few septics in there for the guy that had Batney Holmes. He had got behind, and we helped him play catch up on a few in there. I wish you had done mine. Uh, Sorry about that. No, right? Mm -hmm. Now, how much is it to pump usually, like a four-bedroom house? It varies with different – the ones I use, 325 to 350. Okay. And that's pretty much a going price. Yeah. I now, if they have to dig it up and it don't have risers, you know, you could get into the 400s or whatever. But we normally use a pump truck at least three days a week. So I've got two different companies. Do you have them reserved? Like, don't you don't book anybody these days because no, Jay's going to use No, I'm me. very fortunate because we always do our pumping early, like by 7 o'clock. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So you're the first so, ones. So both companies I deal with, I can, I can call them not for them, say I need one at 7 in the morning, and I've got them. <sighs> So that is so so yeah. Mel. If we need some pumping, oh yeah, I'm gonna need mine done. Be like so. Jay. I think yeah, yeah. I I think I'm about to. It's been I hate to say like six years, right? So Uh-oh. I think you're, I'm ready. You're I'm you're ready. Jay. I'm only two years, mm-hmm. but I've also got you know six people living in my house, seven people. So I feel like I just need to do it just because of the amount of people. And you can there. gauge right if you if she pumps it now, she can gauge how full it was. Right. right. Well, probably. now it's full. See. This is this really messes people up. They'll say, "Well, my tank's full." Well, your tank will fill up after, you're after four days. Yeah. All the tank is is a holding tank for your solids. Your drain field disperses all the liquid. So if you've got what six people live in your house, mm-hmm. five, your tank is probably full in three or four days after you pump it. Well, then your drain field's taking all the liquid from then on. It stays at that that level. In other words, from the top of your tank to where your sewer comes in is 12 inches Mm -hmm. to the bottom of the hole where it comes in. It's 14 inches where it goes out. So, you know, you don't have but a two-inch play, but you've got a foot of freeboard in the top of that tank that it never fills up there. That is your venting of your tank. Mm -hmm. That's where you you should never get gurgling or anything else as long as that tank is functioning properly because you've got that foot freeboard for venting in your tank. That's so interesting. So... That's a lot of people say, well, my tank's full. I said, well, it should be full, you yeah. know, if you hadn't put it in the last few days. But they, they just don't understand that the drain fill takes all the liquid. The tank fills up and it stays at that level that all the time. That makes sense. Yeah. Now, if somebody is connecting to county or city and they don't need their septic system any longer, I'm assuming you could remove the lines and then crush the tank? You pump and crush the tank, just like I mm-hmm. said, treat it with lime. You just abandon the systems all you do. You wouldn't want to remove the system because you're... Can you remove the lines, like if you want to utilize the well, area where the You can let are? it dry up, and you can still utilize and dig, dig right through them. You can dig pools through them. You can do oh, whatever. The reason yeah. you don't remove them immediately is it's a biohazard because yeah. you're dealing with all that sewage. Mm-hmm. So to remove them would be very expensive. Now, do you know anything about old wells? I hear that they fill those, too. Yeah, but technically on any well abandonment, you have to have a licensed well contractor. Um, now, a lot of the old farms where have those big hand-dug yeah. wells, sometimes they get filled in and they're out of out of sight, out of mind because yeah. 
there's not a permit documenting where that well is. Oh, but yeah. if, it's, if it's been done with a permit, you have to have a licensed well contractor. Yeah, that right? makes so sense. Abandoned. And that's because it's directly tied to potentially like other drinking right, water, right? Right, it's, yeah. it's going in the groundwater, and you want to make sure it's abandoned right. Mm-hmm. And they can't do any type of termite treatments, too, if there's like a well under the home. They have right. to be within a certain radius right. of it. So that could be- and with septics, they... Used to like you to be a hundred foot from a drain line or any part of the system, and now state rules started about a year ago. We could do fifty feet on repairs because the way repair reads under the guidelines and statutes is best professional judgment. But still, fifty foot was the law on a well. Well, now they've got it where you can do fifty feet even on new systems. So, oh. so it is fifty feet now versus a hundred. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good, I guess. But you can't get any closer than 50 foot of a well. You can't get any closer than 50 foot of, yeah, that's not changing. of a stream or a pond. Yeah. I don't think I would want it within 50 mm-hmm. feet. I, I wouldn't either. Yeah, no, I agree. I wouldn't want to take any chance. And because... now I'm thinking about it. Like, I have a property um, that used to be some sort of, like, peanut. It was like a peanut farm. Mm-hmm. And I think about, you know, we're in well and all yeah. the stuff that probably went into our drinking water and then... You know, over the years, reverse osmosis, that can help too, right? Just to mitigate any type of potential things that seep into it. Right. You never know with some of these older properties, like what's been. Well, I'm I'm on an old board well. Yeah. 69 feet deep. Great water. Really? Um, Good pressure? Oh, yeah. I have mine tested on the count of living on a farm and all the chemicals and DDT over the years and. Every yes. other thing's been sprayed. Ours has been fine. The water is absolutely delicious. But when we bore a six-inch well on our land, yeah. matter of fact, my son just bored one. I think he got 29 gallons a minute. Wow. But it's got a lot of iron in it. Yep, we have I, iron. I bored one for a greenhouse, and I went 300 feet, and I got about 50 gallons a minute. And I've got a big three-horse pump. I could, let's see, three. I could do 6,000 gallons in 24 hours okay. running out of that tank without cutting it wow. off. That's how good that well was. It's red. I mean, yeah. there's no way I'd run it through my well, house without what, a filtration so system. Ball has an old well, and it's mm-hmm. so the iron is so bad. They used it for the animals, but I mean, yeah. it was like awful. It'll even turn your sidewalk red. Yeah, you know, if you, I have if you bad. Long I have really bad iron at my house, mm-hmm. but it is not that bad. Right. That's like another level. You get water spots in your vehicle. You cannot. Right. If our sprinklers touch any of our vehicles, there we have to professionally. Oh wax them and buff them because it etches the paint. Yeah. And I'm just like, that oh, iron's tough stuff. crazy, yeah. crazy. Hmm. A lot of people, they don't even know. Like if you go to a hotel or something and the sprinklers go on, sometimes even that water will etch the, well, not etch, but it'll create water yeah. spots that don't, they don't go away yeah. that easily. True. Yeah, completely. Well, I'll tell you one thing we've missed on. We haven't what? talked about what causes a lot of failures. Ooh, oh yeah. yeah. Tell um, us. Probably, Diapers, I'm just kidding. <laughs> probably the worst of I see in new houses, everything, are toilets that stick or hang. It oh. can happen to brand new ones. Toilets that what? Stick, stick or hang. Uh, a leaking toilet oh, yeah. where it leaks all the time. A septic system's made. They get the dosing. They have time to absorb. Wow. You've got something feeding it continuously 24 hours a day over several weeks. It will fail a brand new system. Really? Like permanently it, fail it? Well, it fills it till it dries up. If people okay. live in there, then it'll never dry up because they're still feeding so the system. So you have to vacate it. For how long does it take to dry up? That's most of the time when they have to put their repair in. Oh, 
and they'll put a valve to swap from system to repair where once your system dries up, you can use both. Okay. Switch them back and forth. It's called a bull run valve. That's probably the worst. If you ever hear a toilet come on, check it immediately. The way you check it, you can either get little dye packs. What I tell folks is get dark food coloring, put eight or ten drops in the back of the tank, give it 30 seconds. If you see it come into the bowl, you know you've got a leak. Oh. And that's simply, I check mine twice a year, even where I live. Oh, we've, wow. we've got about six bathrooms in our house, and I check every one of them. I've got, oh, I've got forty nine lots with rentals on, and I check those, and I'll find three or four every year. Really, really, out, and they're okay. all on septic. Oh my so gosh! It's that's a killer. One, the worst I've seen. You might know Stevenson Builders, Phil and Drew. Mm-hmm. And, I was putting one in for them several years ago, and Phil calls and says, this this drain feels saturated. You can't even walk across the yard. Nobody even moved in. It won't, houses weren't selling then like they are now. Oh, and yeah. I walked over there, and they had a toilet, a brand-new toilet that had hung. Oh, wow. Nobody even moved in the house. hadn't even been sold in the drain field. Luckily, we fixed it. The drain field dried up in a few weeks, and, and we were good because it was nothing but water. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Oh, that's but you, crazy. A leak is tough on the septic system. You know, if you if you got faucets that are dripping, fix them. If you got a, you hear a toilet come on, you make sure you fix that thing. Mm-hmm. Number two killer, grease. Mm. Oh, it, yeah. It, Bacon it, grease, right? Uh, any kind of grease. When you cook anything that's got grease in it, you either pour it in a jar or if you got a big lot, put it outside for the critters. Mm-hmm. Or either put it in a jar and put it in a trash can. Wipe, wipe all your pots out good with a paper towel and dispose of it in a trash can. Try to put as least amount of grease as you can down Good the drain. Yeah. Grease is a, it's, it clogs. Yeah. Your drain line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It really it messes it up. It hurts everything. And I mean, it even in city soil, it's not good yeah. on your, on your mm-hmm. plants. So grease is a no-no. What's number so, three? How many do we have? That, that, they're your main two. And number three is water usage. Huh. It's designed 120 gallons per bedroom per day. Okay. A three-bedroom, 360 gallons a day is the design on it. If you put 360 gallons a day in it, every day it would fail. That, so that's like the people that, like, there may be two extra rooms in the house, and then let's say they have, they're putting two, three children in a bedroom. That could that could fail a system just because it's so much water running through Water usage, you're, you're figured on that. Uh, uh, actually, a three-bedroom house that's got like a 360 people? design, it could take about 250 or 60 gallons of water a day, you know, being used. Mm-hmm. But here's what you've got. A, a lot of, most of the time when I go see failures on a, on a house, they several teenage daughters there. Girls normally, oh, they yeah. take showers twice as long as oh. men. Simply due to their hygiene, they got to shave their legs under their arms. And they got the shower running showers. the whole time. So most of the time when you see a failure from water usage. <gasps> She's going to be it, like, you have five lot, minutes. You know, I have her, I have heard of them that would get these timers like the salt timers where you yeah. turn up and, and they would give them a certain amount of time oh my God, that's hilarious. trying that today <laughs> <laughs> so but She's most time when you see like, a failure from usage it's on account of it's okay. a lot of teenage wow i did not even know about that mm-hmm. and i i didn't even think about like a, a running toilet because you right. think that they can handle as much water right as you can put into them right. You don't think about the drain field, right. but that makes sense too. Like I, one time I was uh, showing an old farmhouse and I knew that there was a, a problem because the drain field was 
it had rained, but I mean, the standing water was several inches on top of it. Right. You could just tell that it was not. And this was an 1800s farmhouse. And they ended up not even be able to, being able to get that appraised. So it, it fell through. But that's one of those things where any type of standing water, yeah. like, how does that dry out? Because sometimes in those older farmhouses, I'm assuming the soil may not even be suitable because they just they threw them in wherever, right? And according to the county rules, three things make a failure. One is it's surfacing, effluent surfacing. Other is it backing up in the house. Mm -hmm. And number three is wetness within the top two inches of your drain lines. And that's not after rain, but in normal circumstances. But any of those three things do go under a septic failure. Wow. So you can be given a 30-day letter and given a choice to move out or fix your drain fill if your neighbor was to turn you in and you had one of those three. Hmm. Of course, well, the neighbor well, wouldn't turn you in. That's when it. you want to give them your brime runoff. Right. <laughs> your neighbor <laughs> turns you in. You're going to be like, I'm going to do everything legally. I, I see a lot of 30-day letters because a lot of people in – you know, people had the mentality, oh, I don't want to deal with an inspector. Well, mm -hmm. to me, the ones I deal with, we're family. Mm -hmm. They're great to work with. If you'll be up front with them and don't try to pull any sneaky yeah. stuff, I mean, they, to me, they'll give you the shirt off their back. I don't bother me a bit getting an inspector to anything we do, you know. But a lot of people just have that mentality when they you hear inspector, they just, no, I don't want an inspector, but. You do want an inspector because it's for your good, you know. Yeah, when you put absolutely. that system in that house and you get it inspected, it's to ensure that homeowner's going to have a system that's put in correctly. Builders are notorious for trying to get the cheapest person they can to put in a septic system mm -hmm. simply because it's out of sight, out of mind. To me, it's the most important thing that goes in that house. Mm -hmm. If you've got a million-dollar house sitting there and you're on septic and you can't use your facilities, what good is that house? Exactly. I oh, mean, no. If mama can't wash clothes and she can't run the dishwasher or she has to take two-minute showers or three-minute showers, to me, it's the most important thing of the house. Mm -hmm. But it's out of sight, out of mind, and that's one place builders can cut costs is trying to get their cheapest guy they can yeah. find to put in a septic system. I'm totally against it. I want the best one that it can be put in. Yeah. You know? No, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, and I mean, what's the price difference between the lowest quality and a good quality one? Well, like how you, much are the builders really saving? They Definitely. might save a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars on a system, but you know, time if they build, yeah, no, it's it's a lot of houses over the yeah. year it amounts to some money, and it's, and it's money yeah. going in their pocket versus you know this profit. But still, like that's so infuriating because if the consumer was aware of this, a right. lot of them, if given the option, I'm assuming would pay a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars to make sure that they had a quality product. But a lot of the buyers don't even know because they've never had a septic system before. Right. Mm -hmm. And so now what do you think about people? There are some people that I know that, and I feel like it's because they've had bad experiences or they're just not educated in it, where they say, don't flush any toilet paper down. They just put it in a garbage bin. I think that's crazy. I just got back from Mexico yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and it is a tradition in Mexico. They have very low-pressure sewer systems. So you put it in the garbage. That. Absolutely. You don't dare put toilet paper. Us in the United States, we don't have to worry about that. There's, we have enough pressure on our flushers. and and. But the tank itself 
can handle. I mean, as long as you, it's like you, you should use friendly. The, the thinner the paper, the better. The it's more, not so the more thin biodegradable your is. There a certain is. brand we should be using? Well, <laughs> not Charmin. Well, that's what we use. And, I love Charmin. You know, that's, uh, it's very soft. My wife wants the thickest you can get, and uh, we built a twenty-three foot, twenty-three hundred foot edition on several years ago. And when my kids were at home, I'd leave on Monday morning. And the laundry room might have six piles of clothes in it, you know, one pile of towels and you do darks, lights, underclothes and all this. And when I'd come in that afternoon, the laundry room would be empty. Well, we started getting wetness at the end of our drain no. fill, you know, simply because doing six or seven loads of laundry at one time. Yeah. So being I lived on a farm, when I did the 300-foot, 2,800-foot edition, I put me in 300-foot of drain lines on that edition I tied my house into that and left my washing machine and kitchen on the four-bedroom system okay. I had. Nice. So now she can wash all the clothes she wants uh-huh. and we don't have to worry. But now there's two of us there. We don't have to you worry about, about it. about feminine products like tampons? Absolutely. Nothing like that. Needed. That is a no-go. That's a no-go. Uh, prob- my aunt's like, I used to flush them down, and I'm like, that's wrong. <laughs> it's if just you really, wrong. And these wipes that say septic-friendly? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely not. When you go to have your tank pumped, if you've got those wipes, they will stop the, the pump tank, the impellers on the wastewater treatment stuff. Uh, if you got wipes in your septic tank and it's being it, it, it will cost you a bunch extra. How I much mean, extra? I've seen it be five or six hundred dollars. Yeah, like, then you have a pile of wipes laying out there on the ground where they beat out of their hoses, you know, where it stops. And up. they leave it for the homeowner yeah. to clean up? I would pay extra money to have them get rid of them. I had one on my rentals like that, and I made the homeowner, which I've got a clause. Yeah. You know, they're responsible not to put those or grease in oh, the Oh, so septic, you taught so. them a lesson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they got to pay for that. Yeah, so and they never did they, it they again. They don't do it again. We hadn't had that problem again. Oh, that's but crazy. Those wipes, there's no such thing as septic friendly. You know, and that's, that's what gets me. Even on water softeners, they say they have them that are salt, and they're septic friendly. Yeah, well, that's crazy. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to teach us. Tell us how, if anybody needs any type of septic service or or pumping, how they can reach you. They can call my office normally. What's that number? It stays on Mm 24-7-919-552-6724. I do have a website. I don't update it. We don't do any advertising. (laughs) Old school. It's okay. Old school. It started. Well, what I found in business is if you do a good job, you don't need word of thing. mouth yeah. sells a whole lot better yeah. than advertising. I know I have people every day calling wanting me to do ads. Why do I want to do them when we have more work than we can do? Yeah. I mean, we've, I don't, I'm, I'm not saying it in a bragging way because we've worked hard to build the reputation yeah. we've got and we don't go after any work. Yeah. And, you know, back when I was in my thirties and forties, we had, you know, it was dog eat dog. We yeah. had to go after it, you know, but and, you know, I feel sorry for the younger guys having to do that. But I've been there, but now... Now we, you're established. We take what comes and to us. And the quality of your right. work. Yeah. Well, we strive on You quality. were a big help for us mm-hmm. because, you know, we didn't really know what to do with what we had. And you just went out and you made it look pretty and you fixed it all up. And, you know, it's perfect. But We try to do everything with high quality. I've instilled that in my employees. You know, you don't make any money going back the second time. Yeah. You lose money. And we stand behind our workmanship forever. As long as I live, my workmanship will be stunned. Well, we really appreciate it. Thank you for helping me. And I'm sure Mel will be using you to pump her property. And, you know, we really appreciate you coming here and explaining more. I've learned a lot of stuff here. And 
Thank you again. All right. See you later. Bye. See you. Thanks for listening to the Tar Life Podcast with top producing mega agent, Erica Anderson. If you've enjoyed this episode or found the content to be useful or fun, please consider leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Visit our website at www.teamandersonrealty.com. We are actively serving the Triangle area, Raleigh, Durham, Charlotte, and the coastal regions of North Carolina. If you're looking to sell a home, please contact Team Anderson Realty to set up an in-person or virtual consultation today.